welcome to your best riding life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. And I am so very glad that you're listening in today. Today, we're going to be looking at self-publishing or traditional publishing. My expert, I've had her on before, and I'm excited to bring her back, Susan Yu Neal. As a certified Advanced Writer Speakers Association writer coach, Susan's desire is to help others publish and sell their God-given message. She is the author of eight healthy living books, her self-published number one Amazon bestseller, Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates, won the Sela Award and sold over 20,000 copies in four years. Susan won the 2020 Christian Author Network Crown Award for Outstanding Broadcast Media for her book, Marketing Campaign. And she is the Christian Indie Publishing Association, known as SEPA. She is the director of the Christian Indie Publishing Association. Hi, Susan. Welcome back to Your Best Writing Life. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Linda. Always good to have you here. As I mentioned, today we're going to discuss the advantages, disadvantages of self-publishing compared to traditional publishing. We're going to jump right into our content for today. What I've heard and what you have also told us, the area of self-publishing has expanded. And since the pandemic, it's actually become more challenging to get a traditional contract. I'd like for you to touch on that a little bit and touch on a little bit the history of self-publishing and how it's been seen in the industry. Yes. So it is more difficult to get a contract now and it takes a lot longer even for you to hear back, six plus months to hear back from a publisher as to whether they're going to accept your um, book proposal, your book to publish it. And then if you do get a contract, it's usually for 18 plus months later. It's just so long. So some uh, individuals who are traditionally published are thinking, okay, well, if they're not going to publish this book, uh, why don't I go ahead and self-publish it and I can self-publish it in just a few months instead of waiting, you know, two years down the line. And regarding self-publishing, in, in the past, um, you know, a decade ago or so, it was seen as inferior work. And so it's very important for self-published authors to produce quality work, especially if we're writing for the Lord. We want to write the best quality work and we want to publish a book that you can't tell if it's traditionally published or self-published. So there you have it. Yeah, this is good. And I like that you brought in, since we're writing for the Lord, that sense of excellence. We want it to be excellence. We don't want to offer second fruits, do we? No. We want it to be that first fruits. And I know you you like fruits and you like vegetables. So I figured that was a good little um, <laughs> little push there to bring that in as well. And Susan, share with us, if you would, what are the advantages and disadvantages for the author if they choose going the self-publishing route? Well, the advantages is you're going to get all the profits. So you don't have to share your profits. So you might make $4 a book versus $1 a book with a traditional publisher. That's just a mm -hmm. general roundup number. 
Number two, you control the publishing timeline. As I indicated, instead of waiting 18 months or more to get your book published, you could publish it in just a few months, especially if your book is already completed. And you can control the editing of your manuscript. And if you find an error, oh, it always just irks me. Oh, you found this error in there. And a traditional publisher is not going to go back and modify that book. They have too many. They, they just can't go in there and do that. But you know what? You can. So if you are self-publishing your book and you find any kind of error, you can go in there and change it and re-upload it to the publishing platforms. And if you have a new book published, you can go back into your old books and in the back of your books that talk about your other publications, you can add that new book in there. Let's say you've created a course and it's applicable to your book's content, but you did it 18 months after your book was published. You can go back into your book file and add, you know, three, four links sprinkled through the book and say, and now I have a course that would help you with da, 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 da. And you can add that. So you have total control of modifying your book for the future. Let's say uh, you got an award and you would love to put that beautiful Sela Award emblem right on the cover. Well, I've done that with the Sela Award and a Director's Choice Award emblems. I just go back to my book cover designer, send her the PNGs for the emblems, award emblems, and we find the perfect spot to put it on the book and I upload it to the publishing platform, uh, the new book cover. And voila, my book covers have the award emblem on them. Another so good. <laughs> so good. It is. I'm over here smiling on this side, Susan. I'm like going, oh, and you can make changes and you can do this. We have the power. Okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yes, you do. And then if you want to expand your book's Amazon categories, you can do so. So a couple of years ago, Amazon allowed authors and publishers, instead of only publishing three categories for your book, you can now enter it into 10 different categories. And you want to look at smaller niche categories. So for example, my book was in diets, the diet category. But then when I expanded the category and added healthy diets, my book become, became number one in that category and sustained number one for like over six months. So wow. you can dominate a category, especially if it's a small one. So you want to have some broader ones and you want to have a smaller ones. And I created a um, course on this at CIPA.com podia.com and it's how to expand your categories and strengthen your keywords. And if you are with a small publisher, then you, you can ask them, if I determine my categories and keywords, will you upload it? And I know New Hope and Elk Lake and some other smaller uh, publishers are happy to do that. Mm -hmm. One of the last advantages is that you can put your book on sale for special promotion basically at any time. So you can run 
promotions and lower your book prices for like BookBub deals or any other promotion that you would like. Fantastic. I'm looking at the advantage and going, okay, why would someone not then self-publish? I guess you're going to take us there. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So the disadvantages is you don't have the resources and the guidance of a traditional publisher. And figuring all this out can be, you know, really difficult. Sometimes it's it's best to get traditionally published, go through the process and then decide, okay, I, I want to try and sell the self-publishing. Well, at least then you've had the experience. You know what it's like. You know the process that the publisher went, took you through, although you didn't have to do a, a lot. You were just brought into the decision making with the title, the cover, you know, things like that. So you don't have the guidance of a traditional publisher. Another disadvantage is that you have to go out and find an editor, a proofreader, a cover designer, a book formatter. You know, what, what, who do you use for, for that? And so you, and you need to hire all of that out and that costs money. So mm-hmm. do you have the resources and the funds to go ahead and um, purchase all that outright? Because with a traditional publisher, it doesn't cost you anything. And with self-publishing, it does. I'm going to stop here for just a moment, Susan, because we do want to recommend you get it professionally edited. That's all part of that excellence that we're looking at. You can't edit your own work. You need to have other eyes on and have eyes on that fit the genre, that are familiar with everything that's going on in the industry. So there is that element of investment we must choose to take in order to present a product of excellence. Absolutely, absolutely. And and for me, when I went to find an editor, I just I went to the director of a large Christian writers conference and said I needed one. And she knew the work I had done. And so she um, referred one to me and we worked so well together. Christian nonfiction mm. editor. She's edited all my books. We just have a, a great system. And so, um, yes, and that's, that's one of the largest expenses is editing. But if you want quality work that is going to win an award, you, you must have it edited. Otherwise, it goes into that category like a decade ago where self-publishing was seen as inferior. Your book Mm -hmm. will be inferior if you do not pay to have it edited. Mm. Thank you for letting us go off course there for just a second. Okay. And then um, the last thing with the disadvantages is, as I said before, is you have to purchase your ISBN number. You have to pay for your editor and um, any other services, your book cover designer, the formatter. And then you have to load up everything onto the two publishing platforms, which one of them is kdp.com. That's Kindle Direct Publishing. And that is basically Amazon. And that is Mm -hmm. what consumers, the readers purchase their books from. And you also want to publish on Ingram Spark, which is Ingram, Mm -hmm. which puts it in distributors like Spring Arbor. And that is where retailers purchase their book from. Retailers are not going to purchase their books 
from Amazon because that is their competitor. Absolutely. So we have to know these things going in, folks. There's things to be aware of that's going to make you smile, let you know you can do this. There's also also the concept of know your limitation. Are you able to read tutorials and do a lot of this yourself? They're out there. You absolutely can. If that is your bent, it's wonderful. If not, then hire those that know what they're doing in that area. Now, Susan, we know that some things remain the same with self-publishing or traditional publishing. So go ahead and share with us what that would be. One is that the author needs to write a well-written, compelling book that has a target audience. You know, the person is writing for a specific target audience. It meets a need in the market. And number two is whether you're traditionally published or self-published, the author is responsible for marketing the book. Mm. Not all authors like that. They think <laughs> that if they, if they get published, someone is going to do that for them. So this is a big, huge aha. And to understand with all of the books that are flooding the industry, for us to have our book rise to the top, we heartily suggest you interview several writer coaches. And to find, you know, a coach who works with authors, a coach who's been down the road, a coach who has the means and the knowledge that it would take you years to learn as a self-published author. And luckily you have one who is being interviewed right here today. We'll give more of her information at the end as well. I mean, 20,000 books in four years that kind of speaks for itself. I'm just going to say, folks, speaks for itself. All right. So as a seasoned author, you understand all of the publishing process and that it has, a, you know, the financial resources that are that must be available to publish a book as well. Um, you, you're telling us also that there's many traditionally published authors that are now turning to the self-pub industry. And I know that there are some traditional publishing houses that actually are offering self-pub branches, which shows self-publishing is up and it can be profitable for our authors. What else do we need to know? I know there are intricacies in the area of self-publishing, and I'd love for you to touch on these for us, Susan. Sure. So first, you need to go to balkers.com uh, and you need to purchase your ISBN number. That's uh, one little expense. You put that on the back cover and on the copyright page. Two, you need to um, get your cover created. You go back and forth and back and forth. I get everybody's opinion. Oh, something that I do. This is great marketing. Okay. And this is how you out game Facebook is you put up two covers, you know, one cover and then the other cover. And then you ask and you don't have any links on there. And then you ask everyone to vote on which cover. Well, the last time I did this with my, um, book I published last year, Eat God's Foods, A Kid Guides to Healthy Eating, I had 600 people who saw my two book covers within just one afternoon. 
It was absolutely unbelievable because I'm asking their opinion. It's colorful. I have no links. I'm not linking them off of Facebook. So that is an excellent way for us authors to get our opinion. And you could even do that with, okay, I have this title, but I'm I'm tweaking the two subtitles. What's your vote on the subtitles? So we want to get our audience participation, but that begins to get going with our readers that they're knowing that this book is coming out. Mm, so I that, like that. <laughs> we always have to think of, as we're doing all this, how can we market? I have an MBA and I, I just love marketing. So the three is the keywords in Amazon categories and BISAC codes. And I've, um, I went through that a little bit before, but you need to use Publisher Rocket, which is a software program to determine that. I, I actually determine that for people as well as part of some of my coaching packages. And then with the keywords, you want to put it in your title, you want to put it in your a subtitle, you want to put it in your book, and then you want to expand your categories to 10. Explain a little bit about the BISAC codes. It's a category. So Amazon calls them categories and Ingram calls them BISAC codes or that book industry standard. And what that is, is, is really, it's just your category. So like autobiography is a category. Young adult fiction is a category, but it's specific for BISAC codes. And there are thousands and thousands of Amazon categories, but there are only like 600 BISAC codes. So you're much more limited. So an author needs to go through and figure out which BISAC codes apply to your book. And, you know, you start out with 10 and then you narrow it down and you you, um, end up with three. And this also helps in a bookstore, right? Because the BISAC code um, allows the bookstore to know which section of the store to put your book in because it goes by that BISEC code. Absolutely. And uh, I found out that you really needed to have that BISEC code there because when I was doing book signings at Barnes & Noble, they're like, the manager's like, you really need to have your BISEC code category back here and the price. We know, you know, what put the price as and we need to know where to stock it. And so I went back to all my book covers. And I added that because I can do that as a self-published author. And we've talked about this as you want a professional editor. I like a developmental editor who also does all of the grammar and, and all of that as well. But with a developmental editor, they can kind of look from a global picture and say, you know, you're missing some in this paragraph. Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and add more about this topic? Or, you mm. know, this, this chapter is not as um, long and, and has as good of content as the other. So they see these things that, y- you know, you don't necessarily see. So a developmental editor is, oh, they make your writing so much better because then you learn from them. And each time you write a book, you get better and better at what you're doing. So, And I do like that, Susan. I like it when I have that help. Those that have written numerous and numerous books, they're still going to have someone else take a look at what it is that they do because they want it to continue to be the best. And as writers, I believe that we're all continuous learners. And if I can learn 
how to spell there correctly in the right place. It's what I need to know because spell check won't always do it for you, folks. You've got to have other eyes on. And as you learn, then you implement what you're learning and then you become better at your craft. It isn't the fish for me mentality. It's teach me how to fish that I can be a better provider for my reading audience. And I think that's a fantastic goal for every self-published writer. Yes, yes. And then next is proofreading. And so if you're with a traditional publisher, you know, they go through several of them. But what I do is that when I am publishing my book on kdp.com, I, uh, at the very end, I don't push publish. I mail myself five, seven drafts of the book and it'll, you know, have draft on each page. And then I pay my proofreaders to proofread mm. it. And they, this is a great way for them to, to send you the edits. Is they, all they had to do is take a little picture of the page of the edit. And then I have formatted my book because I use vellum and I'll get there in a minute. And I just go through with each one of them and I make all those editorial changes because you know you're going to have them. I mean, we all read books today that were, you know, traditionally published and they still have spelling error, grammar error or whatever. It's hard to get it perfect. Absolutely. Very good. And then you have to understand the front matter of a book and you have to understand the back matter of a book. And like with the front matter where you have the copyright page with the ISBN number, a dedication page, a table of contents and um, all of that. And again, I have a course on how to create a professional looking book at cipa.podia.com. The back matter includes the appendix. You may have a glossary. Do you have any notes? I do because I'm an, I'm an RN. I read the scientific studies and I put the notes in there. Uh, you might have an index. Uh, some people have discussion questions like with the Bible study. Your author bio and how they can connect with you. And I always have a section about my other publications. So that's a great way for them to learn about your additional books. This is very good. And we're going to be talking about at the end, folks, if you're not familiar with SEPA, at the end, we're going to have a lot of what Susan has talked about. We'll have links. Don't worry. We've got you covered. We're going to, we're going to take care of you. It's all and, good. And then finally, after you've got your book edited, you can either choose to do proofreading, you know, before you load it up onto KDP or afterwards like I do. But anyway, you have to have your book formatted. So in other words, the two publishing platforms, KDP.com and Ingram, require your books for print books to be a PDF. And if they are a Kindle book, they have to be an EPUB file format for an ebook. And so you have to put it into those formats. You can do this a couple of different ways. You can hire a professional formatter to do this. You can go to kdp.com and use their formatting option. Or you can purchase the Mac product called Vellum. And V-E-L-L-U-M. And I, I believe a counterpart for um, like a Microsoft 
version has just been created. So, and with a little training, I, I had three to five hours of training for my vellum uh, for learning how to do that. And it was easy. And now I format all my books. So that's how it's simple and easy for me to go in and edit when there's a misspelling or I have a new course or I've, you know, gotten a new book, et cetera. Mm. That's really good. And we'll have links to all of that as well. Okay. So now everyone has completed all those steps. So now they're going to be able to upload all of their stuff to the different platforms that are out there. And one thing that's, that's important as well, stay familiar with what's going on in the industry. There's some publication. Writer's Digest is, is a good publication to find out what's going on in the industry and also the Christian Indie Publishing Association, which, of course, Susan is the director of. And I am a part, I'm a member of SEPA. There's so much that you can learn. You almost have to set a date on your calendar for SEPA. You know, make that part of your monthly, oh, and I need this amount of time I'm going to go and I'm going to study what's up on SEPA as well. Because staying up with the industry is going to keep you ahead of the learning curve and it will qualify your book as a book of excellence because you know all that's happening. If changes come, you need to know as a self-pub author, oh, what do I, what do I need to do with this? Connect yourself. Make sure that you're in with a good critique group. Make sure that you attend writers' conferences Go out and involve yourself in the writing community. Don't feel like you're all alone because you're not. You have so many individuals that have gone before you that are right where you are, and we all want to help you. When one succeeds for the kingdom, we all succeed for the kingdom. Amen. And that is key. And Susan, I know that that is part of your heartbeat is to help others succeed with their God-given ministry, with their message. And I want to ask you to tell us a little bit about SEPA. But before that, is there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience in the self-publishing area? I would just say that God had me on a mission initially and still does to really help others improve their health and optimal weight. But now he has me on a secondary mission, and that is to help other Christian authors to get their words into the hands of more readers. And again, it's to further the kingdom of God because we're all in this together. We absolutely are. It's, you're going to get your books healthy, folks. What's better? A healthy body, healthy book. That's what we want. We're going, to, <laughs> we're going to work that together here. So, Susan, go ahead and tell us a little bit about SEPA, the Christian Indie Publishing Association. Then also, I know that you offer something free that our writers may want to take advantage of. But first, let's talk about SEPA. Okay. So, again... Why do it alone and try and figure out how to self-publish on your own and, and, you know, what's the best cover designer and formatter and et cetera. Christian Indie Publishing Association is very reasonably priced and it's a one-time annual fee and you have like over a hundred products. 
It will really help you from interviews to courses. Uh, marketing and publishing are the two main emphasis. And so you can go to christianpublishers.net or you could go to cipa.podia, that's P-O-D-I-A dot com. And there you, you can just join Christian Indie Publishing Association and get like 10 plus courses. But if you don't want to do that, you could purchase a course individually. Like you could purchase the one on how to publish a professionally looking book or one on how to expand your categories and keywords. So, and the other thing that I would like to give y'all is if you would like a guide to how to write a media kit and the top 10 things that you need to include in a media kit. If you go to christianpublishers.net and go to the very bottom of the page, then you can go ahead and find the media kit and download it there. And I'm going to toss this in. You've been listening to Susan. You know how familiar she is with the industry. You know that she's successful in what she does. And Susan is also a coach. She does author coaching. I'm going to have a link in the show notes. And it's at SusanUNeal.com forward slash author coaching. And you can actually book a free 20-minute consultation with her. Talk to her about your project. Talk to her about what's going on with your book. What can you share with us on that, Susan? Yes, I'd like to talk to you and brainstorm and and help direct you to what is the best best path for you with uh, with publishing and with marketing. I love to market, and so yes, that's available. And the other thing I forgot to mention with SEPA Christian Indie Publishing Association is I write a monthly newsletter with all the industry updates and changes. And so I read, uh, you know, publishers weekly, I read all this information, and then I put it into a condensed newsletter for my author members, so that Mm that they can have it right there at the tips of their fingers. I spent the hours deciphering and reading everything and they can read it in 10 minutes. You're so good. You give so much. (laughs) I love that about the guests that come on here on Your Best Writing Life is we love to equip, we love to give, we love to serve. And you make it just easy for us to do what it is that God has called us to do as writers. So thank you so much, Susan. Thank you for having me, Linda. Thank you, my friends, for joining us today as well. Please take a moment, if you would, to subscribe, rate, and review, because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.